Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. Hey, it's been a while since the last episode and the last update, which I apologize for. So let's just jump straight into it and start talking Porsche. Wow. Well, you guys, it's been... It's probably been months. It's definitely been weeks since my last podcast dropped. I just don't know what to say. It's been a really busy end to the summer. But I'm back and I'm talking and I'm here dropping another episode and I hope you listen along and I hope you're still enjoying the auto amateur adventures, shenanigans, (laughs) collection of comedy of errors, you know, whatever it is, whatever you think about auto amateur and my videos and my podcasts, etc., etc., But it is really nice to be back. Um, I'm excited about podcasting this week, not because I'm making one of my own, but because I've been invited to join Michael Bath in his Porsche Cooled podcast tomorrow. I'm really excited to just sit and just chat with Michael. I've had a couple of opportunities to talk to Michael over the years. We share messages, you know, over social media all the time. Um, You know, I've never met him in person. We came pretty close last year to setting up a video in in the Netherlands, actually, when I was over in Europe for uh, a wedding, but it didn't quite work out. But uh, I feel like he's a mate, you know? (laughs) And that's one of the great things about this uh, Porsche community. There are so many people I've met around the world through my love of this brand and the cars and the silly videos that I make. Um, It's just fantastic. You know, I could probably call out a couple of dozen people that, you know, I genuinely think of as, as mates to one degree or another, just because of the amount of times we're online chatting or sharing funny memes or jokes, you know, it's it's all good. What a great community. So yeah, tomorrow I'm making the podcast with Michael Bath. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. I've had to schedule it around my kids' nap time, which is kind of what's happening right now, where I know that I've got absolute silence in the house. <sighs> But it's kind of nice just to sit here and, uh, you know, talk, you know, get into it. Let's get into it. So 2020, what a year. And it's still here. It's been one big dumpster fire after another, right? I mean... Whether you're following climate change or civil unrest or health and wellness, I don't know, just disaster after disaster. Let's not forget, you know, the economy. Let's not forget politics. Wow, what a year. I am so glad I've got something like Porsche and my love of these cars to sort of just pull me away from all of that crap. Crap. Well, it's not crap, of course, is it? It's really important. It's it's civilization. It's life. It's culture. It's it's the you know the the fabric that sort of surrounds us. But oh yeah, I just can't be done with that crap today. <laughs> well, yeah. What's been happening? What has been happening? Well, my my life, my my day job, of course, um, just like everybody's day job, I guess, uh, is full on and takes up a lot of time. Family life, dad life. Um, you know, all of that good stuff. Project 996 is going forward, and, and, and the purpose of this podcast primarily is to talk about Project 996 and where we're at and, and what we've got to do. Um, I've been making progress with my 991. I've got some, uh, some, some big changes I'm going to be making to that soon. 
Uh, when I find the time, I've got some maintenance jobs that I've been doing and I've videoed and I, I need to uh, edit and publish. Um, you know, so all of the usual, lots of plates spinning. But then if life wasn't complicated enough, I decided to go and start finishing the basement in our house. <laughs> not that I've ever worked in construction, not that I really am a very, you know, kind of handy DIY kind of guy, but, you know, we've lived in this new house for nearly three years, and we have, you know, a beautiful ground floor, we've got a beautiful first floor, um, but the basement is just basically concrete, and it's empty, and it's got so much potential. We got a quote when we first moved into the house to finish, you know, it's like a hundred, no, sorry, it's about a thousand or... 1,200 square feet, something like that, which is massive. I mean, that's twice the size of the apartment I used to live in in New York City. And that's my basement over here in the Midwest. It's just bonkers. Um, but yeah, we got a quote that said like 50 grand, 60 grand, 70 grand to finish the basement. And, uh, you know, when we first moved in, got loads of stuff flying around and boxes to unpack. I thought, yeah, all right, that sounds reasonable, I guess. We'll maybe do it next year. And then next year turned into last year. And then here we are in this dumpster fire of 2020, and I'm thinking the last thing I want to be doing is spending anywhere near that much money finishing a basically a big room in my house. So, uh, you know, to get me off the couch, stop feeding my massive gut, I decided to get my ass into the basement and just start tinkering. And uh, I've been building frames. I have uh, passed the local city inspection. Uh, he was quite impressed, didn't believe I'd made them myself, even though they are a bit wonky. Uh, I've been insulating them, got an electrician in, wired everything up. Um, I'm now sort of uh, making all of the walls airtight, uh, getting ready to put up the drywall or the sheetrock or the plasterboard, depending on where you are around the world. <laughs> it's all called different things, wrenches and spanners. Uh, so that's exciting. You know, it's kind of game on. We're, part of the reason for doing it... Um, I mean, partly just to keep me sane, uh, was with the advent of, you know, potentially a second wave of the pandemic and winter approaching, you know, right now to entertain the kids and to ent entertain ourselves, our options are sort of, you know, play in the house, play in the garden or go to a park where there aren't many people around and take the kids outside. Well, in about six to eight weeks time, it's going to be negative 20 outside. There are going to be snow and ice and blizzards and it's going to be miserable for the next four or five months. So I figured we need another space in the house to play in and uh, just, you know, for me to escape to, frankly, put a big ass TV on the wall, watch my own auto amateur videos, naked, eating ice cream. <laughs> that sounds horrible and amazing all at the same time. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah, I'm going crazy. Anyway, Project 996, let's talk about that. So my friends Pat, Steve and I, a couple of months ago, started off on this journey to take a broken down 996 and to fix it and restore it and create, you know, a kind of unique ish visualization of this revolutionary quote-unquote Porsche 911 and I stand by that it is a revolutionary 911 it's the first of the water-cooled generation it's the uh it's the runny headlights that you know sent everybody crazy um it's the it's the true outlaw I guess of the Porsche range right or at least in modern times 
before the electric 911 comes along and takes the mantle off uh, off the 996. But it's been a lot of fun. Steve and Pat have been awesome partners to work with. Um, we've been, you know, getting dirty. We've been wrenching. We've been videoing. We've been having a laugh. Um, sometimes too much at Pat's expense. <laughs> He's an easy target. <laughs> oh, Pat, I love you, mate. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's been a lot of fun. But we uh, we were trying to get the car finished uh, by Labor Day, which was the first weekend in September here in the U.S., um, which sort of represents the end of summer. And uh, for the car enthusiasts, it sort of gives everybody that extra oomph, that extra kind of shout-out of motivation to get out and enjoy the roads before the weather really closes in for the winter. So you start seeing all of these full color tours and uh, impromptu rallies that are sort of kicking off left, right, and center here in the Twin Cities and around the country because people are just trying to enjoy the driving as much as possible before, uh, you know, before the winter arrives. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't hit that deadline, and it's uh, largely due to the fact that, um, I mean, I guess if we wind back the clock on the schedule, it took us an extra couple of weeks to locate a new transmission and to get that shift from across the country. Um, it took uh, a couple of weeks to figure out, um, you know, where to take the car to, to paint. Um, the car's actually been sat ready, primed and ready to go for about two weeks um, while we sort of decide on a color. Before then, instead of taking a couple of days, it took a couple of weeks to get the car ready for paint. Um, and that was just due to the volume of work that the body shop was taking on. So we've, you know, hit a couple of uh, bumps in the road, if you will. Um, but we have settled on a paint color. Uh, I think even right now, as I talk, the bumpers are being painted. I'm expecting a call from the body shop any hour now to uh, ask me to come down and take a look at them. And uh, once we sign off on the bumpers and the color's right, then they're going to paint the rest of the car. So we're really, really hoping to get the car back in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil a surprise. I think I might save this for Michael's podcast tomorrow. The color that we've ultimately chosen. We were gonna go for barley blue or bally blue, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um, it's an older Porsche color um, that was around in the uh, late '60s and '70s, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, that color's been discontinued. It's been really difficult to try and get hold of the formula for the paint um, without actually having a physical sample in the palm of my hand. It's difficult to replicate. We've tried a couple of variants at the body shop, um, and unfortunately, um, the one that we thought was closest had a bit of a purple kind of flair to it. Um, some people looked at it and said it's blue. Some people looked at it and said it was black. I looked at it and thought that I was a Vikings fan driving a Vikings car, and uh, you know, as much as I love my new home here in Minnesota, um, I'm not going to drive a car that looks like a Vikings helmet. <laughs> the purple and the yellow, or the purple and the gold or whatever. So we kind of went back to the drawing board on the paint. Um, and we've we've now settled on a color. It's a custom color. But I'm going to save that surprise for Michael's podcast tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, we'll get the car back in a couple of weeks' time. We've got a few more jobs to do. Um, and then, you know, I guess the next deadline or the next major milestone in the calendar is Thanksgiving, which is the third Thursday of November. Um, I'm really hoping it's like completely done and ready to go by then. Um, I'd love to be able to get it out mid-October, end of October, 
But once we get it back, we've got a few more mechanical jobs to do, which should take a couple of afternoons. Um, we've got to refurbish part of the interior. And then we've got to get it out on the road and drive it. I'm really looking forward to making some driving videos. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, w I really wish it was ready. I, I can't wait to make some driving videos with this, this car and just show you all what it looks like. Um, I've got several people interested in it already. I had a couple of people contact me before we even started the project to say, you know, whatever it looks like, um, you know, as long as it's within this kind of price range, let me know and I will buy it cash. Since then, we've been doing the jobs and making the YouTube videos. Had another couple of people phoning, a uh, guy in Canada, a couple of guys in the US, um, who have essentially said the same thing. They are just waiting for it to be finished and they are ready to, to pay money and buy it from us, which is fantastic. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to sell the car. Maybe we'll do a live auction. Um, I'm not sure, um, but we will sell it eventually. We want to enjoy it for a couple of weeks at least. Um, I guess my fear is if we don't sell it by the time the snow comes, maybe we won't be able to sell it until the spring. That's okay. I'm in no rush to sell it either, though. Uh, I want to enjoy it a little bit before we, uh, before we ship it on. So that's Project 996. I'm going to talk more about that on Michael's podcast tomorrow. Um, but a lot of you have been asking about the states of the car. I apologize for uh, missing that deadline, that self-imposed deadline of Labor Day. I was really excited about that. Um, but hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you know where we are. Uh, I've got some videos coming up soon, uh, which I'm sort of... <laughs> what I usually do is I make one video at a time. On a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon, I'll go and shoot a bunch of footage Overnight on Saturday, I will uh, do the editing, and I usually publish my videos on a Sunday. Or if I'm lucky enough to do some filming late on a Friday afternoon, you know, everything gets brought forward 24 hours, and I'm ending up publishing a video on Saturday. The past couple of weekends, it's been, I think, two weeks since I published my last video on Auto Amateur on YouTube. Um, I've tried filming three different videos at the same time, because just logistically, it, it worked out well that way for me. But I've got sort of three videos that have got 50 or 60% of the footage that I need. And I've kind of started editing and organizing my media like I do in my typical workflow. But I still need to finish off the shooting and get an extra couple of shots here for this video and an extra couple of shots there for that video. So instead of pumping out one video every week, I've got three videos which are taking three videos to make, three weeks to make. Um, and they may all drop at the same time. So, I, you know, that's not very good. I'm not going to do that again. Anyway, more content coming soon, though. 991, the wrap is coming off. I, I'm, like, almost certain that's what I'm going to do. And my friends here have suggested that I wait until, you know, the end of the winter and leave it on and, you know, just, you know, give it, give it another couple of months, see if I change my mind. No, it's coming off. And it's not because I don't like how it looks. I just, you know, it's, it's the novelty's worn off, I guess. You know, it, it's been fun. Now it's just a gray car that's got plastic on it as opposed to being a super cool looking blue car. That's how I think about it mentally. Anyway, what am I going to be doing to my 991? Well, you'll have to tune into the next episode of Porsche Cooled, which I think is going to drop on Friday. I'm recording it tomorrow with Michael Bath. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that there as well. Um, but that's it for now. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you so much for all your continued support. For the people that keep buying t-shirts and sports chrono clock faces and the Joy Auto Apple CarPlay Android hack, thank you very much. And uh, I'll see you in another pod time, uh, another podcast. What am I doing? I need coffee. I'll see you in another podcast soon. Bye. <laughs>